Grant Strong scores his 2,000th career point. Livingston Academy returns to action after a 10-day break, and Nick Smith scores 24 to keep York red hot. A busy night in the Upper Cumberland in terms of high school basketball as several big games were played this past Tuesday. Some of those with district implications and some great performances put out there on Tuesday night as well. We'll be talking to several coaches throughout the broadcast about some of those games on Tuesday and previewing the upcoming Friday night and weekend games as well as a district play now will subside a bit and we'll go into the Christmas tournaments and classics that we'll see both before and after the Christmas holiday. And of course, once the calendar flips over into January, then things really gets heavy into district play. And uh, we will see some very intense action, of course, throughout the months of January on into February in preparation for the postseason. From Tuesday night, big night for Grant Strong from Clay County. The Tennessee Tech commit pumps up 31 points. He eclipsed the 2,000-point mark for his career and leads Clay County to a 74-47 district win over Rent Boiling Springs. Other games of interest on Tuesday night on the boys' side, Nick Smith helps York Institute win their fifth in a row, 54-50 final score over Oneida. It was Livingston Academy after a 10-day break. Getting back to the hardwood, Isaac Story scored 23 points. Wildcats over Macon County, 60-49. Monterey couldn't overcome 39 points from Gus Davenport. Cannon County ekes out a 61-57 win over the Monterey Wildcats. And Van Buren County gets 20 points from Adam Simmons, 17 more from John Allen. They beat Clark Range in a non-district game, 77-61. to On the girls' side of things, Briley Burchett with 20 points. Clay County over Red Boiling Springs, 45-40 on Tuesday night. Livingston Academy in their district opener. No problem with defending Class 2A state champ Macon County, 78-37. to it was a big night for Monterey as they snap an eight-game losing streak. 19 points from Lindsey Wright, 17 points, 17 rebounds for Adeline Klaus. Monterey over Cannon County, 63-54. Nia Powers powered in 19 points to lead White County to an 83-29 victory over DeKalb County. Let's turn our thoughts back to the York Institute Dragons. As we mentioned a few moments ago, big night for Nick Smith, who scored 24 points as York Institute down Oneida 54-50. Head coach Rodney Pyle joining us on the hotline. Not only did he score the points in, in the victory, coach, but uh, was also recognized for achieving his 1,000th career point. What is it about Nick Smith? And We all know he's going to Missouri to play baseball, but what makes this young man really special? Well, that's that's true. He's really he's a real special player. He's uh, he's he's got a great attitude. He's got a great work ethic. Uh, he he just knows how to act and holds himself uh, really well. And uh, he's just you know just a great kid. You know, uh, if, if if there's any kids out there and they want a role model, Nick Smith is the is the role model you want to have. He's uh, makes great grades. Uh, does well in the classroom. Does extremely well. Works. He works extremely hard. One of the hardest workers that I've ha ever had, and um, you know, and pays attention to details. So just can't say enough about him. He's he's uh, done great for us, and obviously he's done really well here at York uh, these four years. Coach, what does he do that most impacts on the court? Being scoring, or with his size, being an excellent defender, or maybe a combination of things? Yeah, it's all of the above. I mean, I think. Uh, he had uh, he's probably averaging close to ten rebounds a game. Uh, he had ten last night, so he he led us in scoring, led us in rebounding. 
Uh, I think he might have led us in assists. He had three or four assists as well. So, so he does a little bit of everything. Uh, leads leads us, uh, you know, like I said, leads leads us on and off the court. And uh, you know, last night he, he he carried us the first half. He had 18 points. Uh, 18 of his 24 was in the first half. And you know, we we just struggled. The rest of the guys struggled last night for whatever reason. Uh, they didn't play as well as what we have been playing, and uh, and so Nick really carried us, especially in the first half, and gave us a chance to win. In looking at your schedule to date, all but one of your games, the very first game, have been decided by 10 points or less, and you played some really tough competition to date. What do you think this really says about your squad, that you're able to play in these, for the most part, close ball games, and, and you've won all of them but the one at White County? What does that say about your team? Well, hopefully it says a lot about us. Hopefully it says that we're we're mentally tough because again, that's how you win games. Uh, you know, you got to be extremely mentally tough to uh, you know take care of the ball at the end of the game. You know, last night there was four or five possessions that Onada had the ball, and you know if they make a if they make a bucket, they could either tie it or maybe go up one. And and so you know we played extremely well defensively there, and then, of course. Uh, you know, this year, you know, last year we went to Cook. Well, last year, and I think we had about a ten point lead there with two or three minutes to go in the game, and uh, and we lost it. And uh, of course, that was because the you know press offense uh, wasn't wasn't ready. And uh, you know, we was in that kind of that similar situation this year. And and I was very proud of our press offense uh, toward the end of the game. So you know, we're making some mistakes uh, during the majority of the game that you know we turned the ball over a little bit, giving some giving teams maybe a few offensive rebounds, trying to, you know, they're, they're staying in the game that way. Uh, but at the end of the game, we've been able to get, get some really good defensive boards, take care of the ball, uh, make some baskets when we need to, and, and come away with some really close wins. So we're really, really happy with that. Now, we'd like to, we got to work on, you know, maybe the rest of the game, you know, trying to uh, get a lead and extend a lead and a little, be a little bit better at that area of the game. But, uh you know, obviously, you know, you want to you know, name the games to get to wins, and, and that's what we're doing right now. York Institute Dragons head basketball coach Rodney Pyle joining us on the high school playbook. Coach, you turn around Thursday night, you've got Clay County coming in. Friday night, you've got Cumberland County, so no rest for the weary, so to speak. And uh, what do you expect to see in these next couple of games from a, a couple of really tough opponents that you're going to go up against? Yeah, hopefully, hopefully we'll get a little bit more, uh, you know, uh, in season ready. Uh, didn't think we were we were ready last night to play. So hopefully we'll hopefully that'll that'll get us uh, woke up a little bit and and be ready to play Thursday. Of course, Clay County comes in here. They're the defending Class A state champs. Uh, got a really good program, really good coach. Uh, got some really good players. I've uh, got Grant Strong, who, if I'm not mistaken, won Mr. Basketball last year. So they've got a really good team. They're playing extremely well right now, and so it's a big challenge for us to come in and and uh, be ready for that to meet that challenge and to you know play better than we did last night. Coach, you've got a busy schedule through the Christmas break. What are you hoping to see from your team throughout uh, these tournaments you're playing in and as you prepare to open district play on January 7th? Well, we'd always like to see uh, players uh, becoming a lot more consistent. You know, right now, so far this year, you know, since we've got uh, a player or two, uh, that's, that has stepped up, but it's a, it seems like it's almost a different player uh, every night. And so, hopefully, uh, some of our guys that are, you know, not not the seniors, we've got two really good seniors, Nick Smith and John Headings. But you know, we need we need, you know, of course, we got a top six that we play the majority of time, and 
And so those those other four, we we get need to have some more consistency because each one of them has has had some good games and each one of them has some bad games. And so we need a little bit more consistency out of them as far as um, making sure they're ready to play each and every night and having a having a good consistent game. You know, trying not to have that. You know, trying to keep having those those high games, but trying to the low games, trying not to be as low. But uh, you know, the consistency is what we're trying to get get to now. You know. Of course, uh, we're not really to mid-season point yet. You know, you're trying to, toward the end of the year, you're trying to get to that mid-season form that you want to try to play with, uh, that you go into the tournaments. Uh, so we're still trying to find that. And, you know, it's really good when you're able to win games and, and then you c- kind of come into that toward the end of the year. And then your tournaments is where you play your best ball. And so that's, that's definitely what we're, we're shooting for, we're hoping for. Dragons off to a great start, 6-1 and one thus far on the season. Plenty of basketball still to come. And Coach Rodney Pyle has been our guest on the high school playbook. Coach, wish you the best of luck as you go out throughout the uh, Christmas break and uh, get ready for district play. Hey, thanks a lot. Go Dragons. After 10 days off, Livingston Academy returned to the hardwood on Tuesday night. The Lady Wildcats get an impressive 78-37 win over the defending Class 2A state champion, Macon County. Livingston Academy girls head basketball coach Leslie Riddle joins us here on the hotline today. Coach, a big win for you on Tuesday night. Did you see any ill effects whatsoever from the 10-day layoff? Um, honestly, yes. I felt like we rushed our shots quite a bit, um, and uh, I felt like everybody was a little bit rusty. We, we missed some layups, missed some free throws, and um, a little bit rusty, but Overall, I think mostly by the second half, I think we were kind of over that. What's the biggest thing maybe to overcome when you have a layoff like that? I know you've got practice and all that, but it's different, I'm sure, going into the game situation. What What is maybe the toughest thing to overcome after a layoff? I think it's playing at game speed um, because you do, you know, in those situations, you get to have a little mini camp type practices and, you know, work on this skill or that skill and um, just try to, you know, fine tune some things, and honestly, your scrimmages in practice, you can you can play as hard as you can play, but once you get in the game, the adrenaline starts pumping a little more, and it, it's a little faster speed. So, you know, the shots need to be taken at a little different speed, and um, of course, you're not playing against yourselves anymore; you're playing against somebody else, and that that knocks you off a little bit. But I think it's the game speed really that uh, that you have to get ready for. At what point against Macon County did you feel like your team maybe had shaken off the rust, and uh, who stepped up for you in their performance on Tuesday night? Um, honestly, I think it was you know halfway through the third quarter when we finally calmed, kind of calmed down and you know started playing defense like it's supposed to be played, and, and you know started affecting what they were doing. And um, as far as standing out for us, I, I think Ellie Butler, our, our freshman. Um, probably had the best game of her career so far. I mean, she's young and, you know, just her ninth high school game, but um, she scored 19, only missed one um, shot, making made all her free throws, made three or three for three at the three-point line, only missed one of her twos, and got a couple steals, and um, or four steals, I think, and a couple of rebounds. She just played really, really well. Coach, you've got a lot of depth, it seems like, on this team. You're able to, to go pretty far down the bench and uh, – and have good players all the way down. Do you feel like the depth maybe is the one thing that stands out above all about this team this year? Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's a blessing. Um, you know, and these kids, they, they love each other and they're for each other. And um, the unselfishness that I've seen so far from them is is amazing. But, you know, in in a few past few years, we just haven't had much depth. And 
you've had to rely on certain people to, to take, you know, 20 plus shots in a single game. And, you know, that's hard to ask of a high school um, girl basketball player, especially when you're losing games and, and having to really compete like we have been. So um, it's a blessing as a coach to have it because, you know, you pray that somebody or some two or three are going to step up and have a good game in that game. And you just got to figure out who they are and get them on the floor and, and keep them there. Um, but, but it is a blessing. And, and even more than that, like I said before, they're, they're so unselfish about it. They're so for each other. They don't care if they're a freshman or a senior or a junior or a sophomore. They're, they're going to support each other. And, and that makes my job a whole lot easier. We're speaking with Livingston Academy girls basketball coach Leslie Riddle on the high school playbook. Coach, you had an injury a couple of weeks ago to Aaliyah Melton. Has she been able to get back out and practice back to the court in any way? Well, she practiced a few minutes uh, the, the day before the making game, and so we let her play a couple of minutes of time in the making game, and it showed <laughs> that she hadn't practiced in a couple of weeks. She was, her, her footwork was off. She was missing shots. She was frustrated with herself. Um, but I feel like, you know, she needs to recognize she's been off two weeks and, and uh, allow herself to be a little rustier, a little more rusty than everybody else was. And, um, but it's going to be a slow process. It, she wasn't injured. Um, she kind of jammed her knee like you would jam a finger. So she's gone through some pretty intense therapy. Um, and uh, she, she, I think it's more fear at this point. She's never had a really bad injury. So she's just real nervous about it. Um, but I feel like you know, maybe a couple more hard practices and a couple more good games, and, and she'll be completely over it. A Thursday night game coming up with Pickett County, and you played uh, the Lady Bobcats already one time this season over at their place. Uh, what do you expect to see from them the second go-round as they come to Livingston this time? Well, you know, they, they're playing a lot of young kids, and I feel like you know every single game they're going to get better and better. And they play a style that kind of keeps you on your heels if, if you let them. Um, they're going to they're going to drive it hard at you and try to draw draw some fouls and get themselves to the free throw line and and then they're going to kind of make you crazy with their defense. I don't think those kind of things are going to change. Um, Coach Smith does a great job with scouting and he's he's calling our plays as we're calling them and so they know exactly where we're going to be and and uh, I just think it's going to be a war. These kids all know each other. You know they're friends off outside of the court and outside of the gym. So um, I, I know there's a little ribbon going on. You know via Snapchat and all those things. Um, so I think it'll be an exciting game. After that, you got some Christmas tournament action coming up, of course. And I know we mentioned the ten-day break, but playing in the during the holiday break when school's not in and you're kind of out of a routine, is that kind of a have an effect on your team as well? It does, but I think it's a very positive one. Uh, to be perfectly honest, that's my favorite time of the year besides tournament time because it's all about just us. I mean, if, if you're having practice, they don't have to go to school. They're just coming into practice. You know, you're going usually away to a tournament, and they're getting to just stay together. And um, It really affects the team, but I think it's the most team-building time that a team has in the season. I mean, summer camps are good when you can go and stay, but, but Christmas time, it kind of you've gone through the uh, semester of school and the practices and all the games up to that point, and you've won some, you've lost some, and kids are kind of learning their place and their role and, then we get to do all this just together, and it's it's so important, and that's why we try to go away when we can. Um, so it's it's really a good time for us, and like I said, one of my favorite times of the whole of the whole basketball year. Livingston Academy girls coach Leslie Riddle has been our guest on the high school playbook. Coach, best of luck to you moving forward. 
Thank you, sir. The Stone Memorial Panthers got their first victory in district play on Tuesday night, knocking off intercounty rival Cumberland County 70-48. to It's uh, Panthers head coach Neil Capps joining us on the hotline. Coach, how good did it feel not only to get your first district win but to bounce back after a district loss and the added incentive of playing your intercounty rival? Well, uh, it was obviously, uh, you know, we, we were more concerned with our district standing. Getting a district win is, is obviously important because it, it's all season long. Uh, if you're just worried about beating your intercounty rival, uh, then that's just one game. But the district aspect of it was what, what we were looking for. But anytime you play your Crosstown rival and pick up a big win and, and the environment like we were in last night, it was very exciting and uh, very special for the kids. But uh, as a coach, uh, I'm looking big picture, and I was excited to get that, excited to get that district win uh, because they're all important. They are, and in a district as tough as 7-3A looks to be this season, every single win is really going to matter, I think, throughout the course of the regular season. Coach, who were some players that stepped up for you in the game on Tuesday? Well, Kay Caps, our freshman, had 29 points and 12 rebounds. He, he really had a special game for us. Uh, but we had a – you know, he had a, a, a lot of guys that really stepped up and did a lot of things. Dylan Whitberg had nine points, seven rebounds. Uh, Matthew Bilberry had uh, nine points. Uh, and Blake Holt uh, had eight points. And we had several other people uh, that to, to add – uh, six, five, four, you know, a handful of points as we go. But our bench really stepped up last night. We got in some foul trouble early, uh, late in the second half. I mean, late in the first half. And our bench really stepped up and come, come off and, and made plays defensively, knocked down some critical shots when we needed them. And it's amazing, you know, they only get, they may only have scored uh, two points or maybe, you know, a hit a three-pointer, and they don't – that you look at the box score and it just it seems insignificant. But the timing of the buckets last night that our bench was, was scoring were critical and really helped us to overcome that adversity of foul trouble. So uh, I was really tickled – I was really tickled with our whole effort last night for, as a team top to bottom. Coach, what is it you really like about this team that really stands out to you, whether it be on or off the court? Well, they're a good group. They're a good group of young men. They hang out together. Uh, they get along well together. They want to do things together. Uh, they're just this is a fun group. But, you know, they're, we're inexperienced. We're young. Uh, we've got a lot of growth ahead of us. You know, we're, we're learning uh, by trial by fire. I mean, it's, uh, we, you know, coming off of last year's team where we lose six seniors, five starters, uh, your first, you know, and, and usually your first sub, uh, we're replacing a lot. And we got a bunch of guys that just are having to learn on the fly. And uh, so, that, and I think it's it, it, it's expedited. The, uh, our chemistry gets expedited because they enjoy being around each other so much. So I, I really am tickled with this young team and the progress that they've made so far. Even, you know, losing, losing is never – Never a good thing, but it is a good teacher, and it, it is teaching us a lot right now, and we, we're improving every game. We're speaking with Stone Memorial Panthers head basketball coach Neil Caps on the high school playbook. Those younger players that are getting this opportunity to play, the, maybe the more experienced players, do you see a lot of development really coming along in their individual games? Absolutely. It, it, it is fast development. 
because of where they were. When you're a sophomore uh, or you're a freshman, you know, thing I always tell them, experience, you get experience just after you needed it. And and when you see it for the first time and you get in those situations for the t- first time, it usually the improvement comes pretty fast. Um, you know, uh, so they're learning each game. You learn you learn best from failure. You know, I, I was telling I was telling my kids yesterday. You know, I, you know, I, I was corrected a kid in practice, and he kind of got down on himself. I said, "Well, don't get down because somebody coaches you." I said, "You know, you know what I am as a coach. I'm a big flunky." I said, "Cause I I failed, I failed and messed up when I was a kid, and I learned from it. That's why they put me in charge of you, cause I can tell you what not to do and how to do it better." And uh, they kind of kind of surprised him when you look at it from that perspective. And he's like, "Okay, you know, and that's that's what we're doing. We're we're having to fail our way to success, um, and just and learn from it." Uh, heard a coach say it the other day: "If we don't win, we learn." You know, so that's that's what we're doing. We're we've really accelerated the learning process through some of our losses, and uh, I, I love the direction that we're going now. I just I'm you know after last night's game, my my message to the team will be let's work on consistency. Let's be consistent, you know, with our effort. Let's be consistent with our physicality. Let's be consistent with the way we defend. Let's not do it every other game. Let's be consistent game after game. Coach, you had the opportunity, in addition to the victory on Tuesday night, to celebrate and recognize one of your all-time greats, Brandon Cole, the program's all-time leading scorer during a ceremony. He from the class of 2012. What really made Brandon a very special player for Stone Memorial? Uh, the person he was off the court. Um, you know, Brandon was a special young man. He was His parents raised him the right way. He was a fantastic – I mean, the accolades are – uh, innumerable. He he was a Mr. Basketball finalist. He was a three-time district MVP, two-time All-State, two-time All-State tournament, all-time leading scorer, all-time leading rebounder, uh, and then did did the same thing in college. He was an All-American in college, all-time leading scorer at Bryan College, all-time leading rebounder at Bryan College. With all that being said, he was a better person than he was a basketball player. Uh, one of the stories that I remember about Brandon is uh, when he was there in 2012, my son was about five years old, and he had just really started to get into basketball. He could barely get it up to the rim, but he he really loved it. And Brandon, after we got put out of the state tournament, Brandon's junior year, my son was really tore up. And Brandon wanted, you know, Brandon was the guy that put – put all his efforts into that game and lost and he could have been very upset very disappointed very uh just all about himself well brandon saw my son crying and all tore up and brought him back there with him and wanted to and and kind of console my five-year-old wow you know and and so i pour in he poured into my son and inspired my son to be kind of the player he is today so I'm forever grateful for a young man like Brandon Cole, uh, not for the basketball player and not for what he does did on the court uh, and, the, and the people that he inspired on the court, but the person he is off the court and, and just the, the integrity and dignity that he comports himself with on a daily basis. That's a fantastic story and an even better person, and uh, it was great to see that you got the chance to uh, recognize him for his efforts on the court. Coach Neil Caps of the Stone Memorial Panthers has been our guest on the High School Playbook. Coach, thank you so much for the time today. 
Thank you guys for having us, and we really appreciate everything you do for high school sports in the upper country. Riley Burchett scores 20 points on Tuesday night. Clay County gets their first district win of the young season, 45-40 at Red Boiling Springs. Head coach Matt Walker joins us on the high school playbook. Coach, before we went on the air, we were talking about, uh, you know, all of uh, the district games when you're playing in 7-1-A. Any win is a great win in this tough district. Oh, my goodness. There's, uh, there's so many good players in our district, so many good coaches. Um, you know, not in, not out in our district. You know, you've got to bring your A game to, to even have a chance to win. So, like I said, they're, they're all good wins. What? I noticed on uh, noticed on Coach T this morning, uh, strength and success, whatever that means, how they calculate that. Uh, for the single A, for the single A state, our district has number one, three, four, and five. So wow, four teams in the top five in the state right now, according to their rankings. And uh, I think what they try to do with that is compare uh, the schedule that you play and the schedule of the people that you play. It's a complicated formula, I think, but I think that tells a lot about really how strong District 7-1A truly is. Coach, who stood out for you in the win on Tuesday night? Uh, Briley, Briley Burgett. She played really, really well. You know, she's a junior, three-year starter now, and, uh, you know, closing on a 1,000 points, and she's just uh, she's just really good inside. Some other players that have kind of stepped up their roles for you this year. Briley, I know, has had a phenomenal start to her season. But uh, some of the other players maybe that, that uh, have stepped up as well their games for this season. Uh, Madison Hayes, you know, she's come off the bench as a sophomore. Didn't get to play any last year. And uh, she's come off the bench. Briley Burchett was injured, and she, she took Briley's place in the starting lineup. But she came in last night and played some big minutes as well. Uh, Hallie Buford, another sophomore, has really stepped up. Uh, she didn't play a whole lot last year, and you know she's she's starting for us right now. So she's had to definitely step her game up. When you talk about these teams being ranked so high in the state, what do you think in terms of differences between these two things? If there's one big contrast between any of these top teams from the state, what what would you see that being possibly? There is none. You know, us included. Any any of those teams in our district can win on any given night. Um, of course, it's obviously hard to win on the road in our district, uh, which is something we've had to battle the first couple games, going to Clark Range, obviously a tough environment, to Red Bull in another tough environment. So I think home court advantage is going to play a, a huge role in this, uh, this district shakeup. Coach, you're going to be pretty busy throughout the Christmas break. I think counting starting Thursday night with the game at York Institute, you've got about seven games it looks like coming up between then and December 29th. How important do you think it is to keep your team busy throughout the Christmas break? Of course, you're balancing games with family time, but just in terms of kind of keeping the flow going, how important is that? Man, that's so hard for these kids. Um, you know, they don't get a Christmas break. We've got so many games, so many practices. And, uh, you know, just missing out on Christmas break, per se, and being a kid, I think that's, uh, that's tough on these young ladies. You know, you got small school like us. we got kids that play uh, basketball, softball, volleyball. And each sport runs into their own break. You know, we got three-sport athletes that don't, that don't get a break all year. You know, they get the two-week dead period. That's all they get. So I have so much respect for these young ladies. And uh, we just got to do what we got to do. You know, we try to get them to home with their, with their families as much as possible. But at the same time, we got to keep some kind of rhythm as well. Do you get 
though maybe uh, I, I guess uh, maybe a fatigue at this time of year do you see that a little bit where school's not out so they're not on this routine schedule like maybe they typically are when school is in and uh, uh, maybe just from the first half of the season or something you see them maybe get a little less focused or concentrated on practice and games in general oh yeah Any, anytime school's out anytime your routine's broken up the kids kind of struggle practices kind of suffer um uh, Play suffers sometimes. You know, we, we try to keep our schedule as close to as normal as possible. We try to get them here at 8 o'clock or 10 o'clock, something like that. That way it's more similar to a school day. Clay County Lady Bulldogs and basketball coach Matt Walker joining us on the high school playbook. Coach, coming up Thursday night, you travel up to Jamestown to take on York Institute, and uh, you've not been scared to play a tough schedule and another tough game coming up on Thursday. What do you know about the Lady Dragons? Man, York is really, really good. Um, it wouldn't shock me to see them in, in you know, a state championship-type game. Uh, they've got a ton of talent, and a ton of it is young talent. We expect them to be good this year, plus you know, good for a long time. Their little freshman point guard, she's, she's a stud. All right, should make for an interesting basketball game. And again, quite a busy schedule for Clay County throughout the uh, Christmas break, the Clay County Christmas Classic coming up next Monday and Tuesday, and, of course, the Richmond Richland Christmas Tournament will be coming up right after Christmas starting Monday, December 27th. Clay County Lady Bulldogs coach Matt Walker has been our guest on the High School Playbook. Coach, best of luck to you moving forward. Thank you. Appreciate it. Let's talk some DeKalb County Tiger basketballs. We'll head down to Smithville and speak with Tiger head basketball coach John Sanders on the High School Playbook. Tough night for DeKalb County on Tuesday as they travel up Highway 70 and fall at uh, White County, 53-37. to Coach, uh, we were talking a little bit before we came on the air. Sounds like a uh, rough second quarter kind of did your team in on Tuesday night. Yes, sir. Yeah, you know we just we scored we got outscored twenty two to three in the second quarter, and uh, that was really kind of the difference in the game. Uh, White County's defense, you know, really got after us there in the second quarter. We didn't handle the ball well, you know, just turning it over and then you know missed. Uh, it seemed like there was just a lid on the rim, you know. Uh, we just could not get shots to fall when we got them. Uh, but, you know, I was pretty proud of our guys' effort in the second half to go back and really, you know, win the second half and get better. Uh, you know, at one point, I think we had it down to 11 or 10 with about uh, halfway to go in the fourth quarter. So, you know, they didn't, they didn't give up. They kept fighting and uh, tried to get better. Has that been one attribute of this team that stuck out to you all year is just their scrappiness and, the, and they don't ever just give up, so to speak? Yeah, you know, they, they're they a pretty scrappy bunch, which, you know, they know that they've, that, I mean, they've got to be scrappy in order to uh, just compete and give themselves a chance to win. You know, I mean, that's, uh, we try to tell them, like, look, you know, that's the only way to, to play is, is just try to do it the best you can and, uh you know, don't give anything, you know, don't give up an inch. Coach, you've had one player that's missed some time due to injury and Connor Close, one of the top scorers on your team. And how much impact has that had thus far on your team? And what adjustments have you tried to make maybe to fill that void he's left? Well, I think it's, I think it's had a pretty big impact. Um, you know, anytime you take away two points a game, I think is what he was averaging maybe when he went down. Uh, anytime you take that away and then just his size and length on defense, uh, it's definitely going to hurt. It's going to be hard to feel that. Uh, I think our guys have 
adjusted pretty well. Um, I think we're uh, two and well, we lost to Smith, beat Stone, lost to White, uh, and of course we finished out the game against Cannon without him. But uh, you know, competed pretty well for the most part without him. Uh, it's allowed some other guys an opportunity to step up and get some playing time. So you know, injuries are never good, but uh, when you think about it like that, it gives someone else a chance, and uh, and and you know, they take advantage of that chance, that opportunity, and come in and get better and gain confidence. Uh, you know, then it's definitely a good thing uh, for them to get that opportunity. And uh, you know, close. Uh, you know, we talked to him; he's he's ready to go. And just waiting on, uh, just waiting on the doctors to release him. We're speaking with the Cab County Tigers head basketball coach John Sanders on the high school playbook. Coach, you split your first two district games, and that's all for district till you get on into January. But how important do you feel like it was to come away with one victory in your first couple of games, seeing as it looks like this uh, district's going to be pretty balanced this year? Yeah, that was huge. Uh, you know, just to, to come away one and one right there, uh, you know, both of those teams. I mean, it's it's just going to be it's going to be tough. I, you know, I don't know how many wins or how many losses will uh, win the district this year. You know, it's, it's going to be really interesting. With you know, last night, uh, uh, obviously White County sitting at two and zero, so they're kind of in the driver's seat right now. Uh, but us, Cumberland County, Stonewall are all at one and one. Livingston is one and zero. Upperman's own one, Macon's own two, but uh, I mean, it's just every night is going to be a dogfight. Uh, it's just, it's not going. There's no off nights. No, nothing's ever going to be easy for anybody this year, for that matter, unless somebody just plays extremely bad. Your team heads over to Riverdale High School in Murfreesboro next Monday and Tuesday for the Adidas Shootout. You've got to believe Smyrna and Cornersville as your two opponents. What do you expect to see from those teams over at uh, over at Riverdale High School? Uh, yeah, so Smyrna, you know, they'll be athletic uh, coming out of Rutherford County. They'll have some good athletes. Uh, I haven't got to watch any film on either one of them yet. Uh, but I did, I've gotten a scout report from the buddy that coaches down there, and I know they've got two players that are pretty good, two guards. Um, so we'll watch some film this week and kind of, you know, prepare a little bit for what they do. And then uh, Cornersville, uh, we don't really – I don't have a clue about them yet, uh, but we'll get some film and, and try to get a game plan together. Uh, you know, really – and we want to win those games uh, – but the main thing is, is uh, you know, we want our guys to just continue to get better through those games and uh, not uh, fall out of rhythm, so to speak. You know, not have such a long layoff because the Christmas holidays can really, uh, you know, if you don't play at all, you know, sometimes a break is good, but you get a big enough break anyway, even if you play before and after Christmas. Because uh, I think we're still going to end up, we'll have about five days off before we come back and practice, uh, for before we play at Watertown on the 28th. Uh, you know, so really the goal goes, yeah, you want to win them. That's always the goal, win every game. But really it's just to kind of stay in rhythm, keep guys in a routine, and uh, get ready to make a push for the second half of the year. 
Good start for the DeKalb County Tigers off to a 6-3 and three record early in the season. And as Coach mentioned, uh, we'll have a kind of a busy stretch coming up playing over at Riverdale and then the Aflac shootout at Watertown High School. Coach John Sanders has been our guest on the High School Playbook. Coach, thank you for the time today. Tom, thank you as always. Appreciate you having me. Let's head on up to Pickett County to talk some Lady Bobcats basketball. Head Coach Brenton Smith joining us on the High School Playbook. Coach, a tough one on Tuesday night as you head down to Manchester to take on Coffee County. Come out on the short end of a 67-33 score. What really impressed you about that Coffee County team? Well, they shot almost 70 percent from the uh, uh, first half, uh, and that wasn't, uh, you know, I think they were seven of eight from the three, and just had one kid that was a she was five of five, and just really was hot. Come out of the just come out of the gate, just just storming hot, and we just never could uh, get our feet back under. That's tough to defend when you get hot from the floor like that, and especially from the three-point line. What kind of adjustment, if any, can you make to, to try to cool a team off like that? Well, just do anything you can, timeout or whatever. Change defenses. We tried to little everything. You know, we went in the game thinking they were going to really attack us in the post. They had, they've got several six-footers, and, and uh, I knew they had a shooter, but uh, you know, we thought we could stay close enough to her, but uh, she just come out just on fire. And, and you know, really the post game. You know they didn't. They didn't. Uh, didn't really hurt us, but you know they was making so many shots. You know it didn't. It didn't matter. Coach, we've talked about your team being young all season long, and there's always growing pains with a young team. Although you've managed to get out to a great nine and two start to the season, what are you still seeing? Some areas maybe where the growing pains are still just a little bit evident for this young team. Well, just uh, start of the game last night. You know, never was. Um, you know, just uh, just during the headlights look, and uh, you know, never could come out of it uh you know it was a new going in we scheduled the game it was going to be a you know a great challenge for us just to just to compete in that game um but uh you know I, we didn't you know the thing about it is after it got going bad the you know it started the ship started sinking we just jumped on ship and never tried to you know get ourselves back out of it so you know that that thing you know that's just part of um you know uh, growing as a team and you know you're on a you're always going to win every game, but you got to learn something from it. And, uh, you know, just felt like, you know, we may not have competed as hard, you know, uh, when things started getting tough. We just kind of, you know, kind of humped up in the corner, I guess. Have you seen many of those deer in the headlight looks thus far early in the season? Or have they been pretty well calm and composed for the most part? Well, you know, you always look back to your losses and think about them. You know, I, you know, uh, the, the Livingston Academy game here, uh, we started the game that kind of that way and, and kind of battled ourselves back a couple times. And, you know, kind of jumped out of it here, but when you're on the road in a in a in a different environment, uh, you know, kind of more more of a, you know, if you look if you looked at Coffee County, you would think they look like a college team, and you know they're kind of they're imposing by the way they look, you know, just their size and strength. So uh, you know that you know that's part of it. You know, uh, I guess part of the youth part, but um, you know we're almost what uh, as you say, we're 11 games into this deal, so we're almost at Christmas halfway point. So. We got to, you know, even in your your wins and your losses, you got to you got to get better from them. We're speaking with Pickett County Lady Bobcats head basketball coach Brent Smith on the high school playbook. Coach, you mentioned Livingston. You turn around on Thursday night and you'll travel to Livingston Academy, one of only two teams that has beaten you thus far this year. What do you expect in this rematch with the uh, Lady Wildcats? Well, just um, you know, we're going to their place. Um, you know, they're they're a very talented, probably one of the most talented teams that, that they've had in, in several years. They can play ten or twelve kids, and and then really can um, mix the defenses up. So um, it's going to be another challenge, as you know. They got us here, and uh, you know, I think it was a six or eight point and a half, and six or six or eight point going in the fourth, and they just stretched it out on us. 
in the fourth quarter, I guess it's worse down. And, and uh, you know, that with that being said, uh, it's a it's a rival. Um, it'll be a, a, a packed gym, great environment. So, you know, with our kids coming off a loss, hopefully that'll tune us in to, you know, just to compete more than anything. You know, it's, uh, you're not always going to win every game, but you want, like I said, you want your kids to compete. And, um, you know, that's hopefully we'll do that on uh, tomorrow night. You got a couple of wins already in district out to a two and O start. How important do you feel in such a competitive district it is to get those two big district wins before you do flip over into January and it's pretty much district wall to wall from there? Oh, absolutely. I, that's um, that's the thing. You know, that's, you know, two wins. You know, and two. Uh, you know, we had to, um, especially the Gordonsville game. You know, at their place on the road. Anytime you can win on the road in, in your district play, it's it's important. And especially with a young team going in again, everything's new to them. So. Um, new, new, new gym to them playing there. We kind of struggled there at Gordonsville, fought through that, you know, get a twelve point win. But uh, you know, I just um, anytime you can get a district win in this tough league, I mean, there's, you know, I, I feel like it's, um, it's, it's wide open. You know, anybody can win it, and uh, and that's that's important. So you got to, you know, hopefully our Christmas tournaments and you know these tough stretch here. We're going through our schedule. We knew this week was going to be tough for us, uh, and you know when we scheduled it. But uh, hopefully that'll prepare us for district play. Well, a lot of big games will be coming up, certainly through the uh, Christmas holiday break and on into the 2022 portion of the calendar. A lot of big games to be played in District 7-1A, and uh, Pickett County is going to be right there in the thick of things. Hey, Coach Brent Smith, our guest on the High School Playbook. Coach, best of luck to you moving forward. Yes, sir. Thank you. Time to talk some Clark Range Buffaloes basketball. The Buffaloes took on Van Buren County on Tuesday night. Lost a tough one, 77-61. Head coach Jermaine McElvain joining us on the high school playbook. Uh, coach, they get 20 points from Adam Simmons and John Allen at 17 more. What was Van Buren really able to do to kind of take you out of your game, if you will, on Tuesday night? Uh, we, we just did not come out, you know, with any effort, you know, any sense of urgency on the offensive side or the defensive side. And, you know, we turned the ball over a lot. And, then you know, those guys, they capitalized on that. Coach, when you talk about sort of not coming out with the energy and the effort, has that been something that's kind of plagued your team here in the early part of the schedule? Uh, honestly, I mean, yes, sir. I mean, we're just going to be, you know, real about it. Uh, yes, sir. We we have, you know, we we seem we seem to, you know, get ourselves in a situation, and then once we're in a situation where we're down, you know, fifteen twenty points, then we want to turn it on, you know. And again, that's that's us learning you know, how the game of basketball is supposed to be played. You know, as soon as that horn goes off and it's you know, it's, a, and it's a tip ball, you know, you got to be ready to just play the game, you know, and play hard and play smart from the beginning. I mean, that's something we're learning that we have to do just to play, you know, four complete quarters, two complete halves. Is it difficult to address that in practice? You know, a game obviously has a different feel than does practice, but can you in any way sort of address that to where you, you know, you really want your team to come out and come out on all cylinders from the get-go? Uh, I mean, that's something that we've talked about, actually. And, you know, the biggest thing that we've addressed um, is, you know, that's, that's a mental mindset, you know. You have to be mentally prepared to play this game. Uh, if you're not mentally prepared, you know, how, no matter how good your skills are, you know, no matter how good your team is, you know, any team on any given night, if they are ready, ready to go, you know, mentally, they're going to be ready to go physically as well. And that's something that we're learning, you know, the mental part of the game. Uh, you know, preparation is key. That's one of our phrases that we talk about all the time, uh, pregame, you know, during the game, and obviously, you know, after the game as well. Coach, when you're getting into the minds of, you know, 15, 16, 17, 18-year-old kids, 
How difficult is that to kind of get in there and just, uh, you know, convince them, if you will, the things that need to be done out on the court, night in and night out? Because, you know, teenagers can kind of be inconsistent at times. Oh, yes, sir, definitely. And I mean, I know, you know, kids have a lot of, you know, access to, to different things, you know, their cell phones are in their hands all the time, you know, and I normally tell them, like, you know, an hour or two hours before the game, you know, go somewhere, you know, go to the locker room, you know, get get in your zone, you know, get get in your tunnel vision, you know, as I would say, on what, you know, you're going to bring to the team tonight. You know, and it doesn't matter, you know, if you're a starter, it doesn't matter if you're somebody that comes off the bench, you know, or if you're somebody that doesn't play at all, you know, always let them know, you know, each and every person on the team is very valuable. And so, I mean, we just continue to to stress, you know, how important it is mentally. And, and one of the ways we do that is to focus, you know, focus on the things that we've talked about, you know, all week long, you know, watching game film, just getting your mindset. I mean, and, and those kids, they, they adapt to it well, you know, but they just, you know, like you said, they're kids, you know, and you just have to constantly remind them. We're speaking with Clark Range boys head basketball coach Jermaine McIlvain on the high school playbook. Coach, you get 19 points in the game on a Tuesday night from Evan Cantrell, 15 more from Connor LaRue. Were they somewhat the standout players for your team in Tuesday night's game? Uh, yes, sir. I mean, and those guys, you know, being two seniors, um, they, they've actually, you know, led the team in scoring, I believe, just about in every game we've played thus far. Uh, you definitely know on the offensive end, you know, they are going to find a way to put the, to put the ball in the hole. And, uh, you know, Evan – He's a great outside shooter, uh, very, you know, silky smooth skill set. Got an awesome mid-range jump shot. And Connor LaRue, uh, he plays big for us. You know, he guards big guys. Big guys guard him. Uh, he has a great jump shot, you know, a great post-up game, back to the basket. Uh, he's very, you know, aggressive on the boards as well. And, I mean, and, and once those guys, you know, get into their groove, I definitely know I can count on them to put, put, to put points on the board. Are they maybe as equally frustrated as you being the senior leaders out on the court with the, the team just not getting its effort right out of the gate that you'd like? Do you see that kind of frustration within them as well? Uh, yes, sir. I mean, you know, they definitely, you know, they definitely let it be known, you know, which obviously, you know, I tell them, you know, hey, we got to be vocal with each other. You know, I can't be the only one that's being vocal, you know, because if everybody's being vocal, you know, especially teammate to teammate, that means we're forming some sort of bond you know, whether it's trust, whether it's respect, you know, whether it's accountability. So I definitely let them know, you know, to be vocal at all times. As long as it's good energy, I'm okay with that. I mean, and definitely last night, you know, that, that definitely was some, some of the things that, you know, some of the guys were talking about in the huddle, you know, just to, you know, just be ready to play. You know, we weren't ready to play from the start. I mean, and it showed. But the good thing is they, they realize that and they know that. And now we're obviously going to, you know, continue to prepare for being ready to go from the start. Coach, Friday night it's Gordonsville in your second district game. What do you expect to see from the Tigers on Friday? Uh, definitely know uh, Gordonsville, you know, it's going to be our second district game of the season thus far, another home game. We definitely know Gordonsville is going to be well coached. Uh, Coach Greg Bibbs does a great job with those guys over there. Um, and I'm, like I said, I told the guys the other day, right, as of right now, last time I checked, you know, we were tied for us, Gordonsville and Red Bull and Springs. We were all tied for third place in the district. And one of our goals is to stay, you know, third place and above. So we definitely know each and every district game we got to go out and we got to work hard, especially the home games. We have got to make sure we put a W, you know, in that win column on district home games. And that's what we're going to try to do on Friday. 
That'll be a big one between Gordonsville and Clark Range, and, then, and uh, Clark Range will be traveling to the Sale Creek Christmas Tournament, playing the winner of Sale Creek and East Ridge coming up on Saturday. Coach Jermaine McElvain of the Clark Range Buffaloes, our guest on the High School Playbook. Coach, best of luck moving forward, and we'll talk to you down the road. All right, thank you very much, sir. Want to thank all of our coaches for joining us for tonight's edition of the Playbook. Be sure to tune in Saturday morning at 9 a.m. We'll be on the air live from Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive in Cookville. We'll recap Friday night's game and much more with the Saturday edition of the High School Playbook. For the High School Playbook for this Thursday night, I'm Tom Duggan.